Thank you for listening to the CEO-ish podcast hosted by me, Taylor Graham. And me, Chloe Willemson. CEO-ish is a lifestyle podcast that highlights conversations about navigating life as a young adult, personal branding, travel, dating and relationships, self-development, and how they all come together to fuel our empowerment, ambition, and success as women. From sharing shit we're just obsessed with, our personal struggles, and bringing on occasional guests, including other artists, entrepreneurs, and creators to help us keep the conversation relatable and unfiltered. It's another week, and we have a lot to catch you bitches, hoes, and CEOs up on, so let's dive straight in. Hello, friends, and welcome back. We have a very exciting podcast swap for you guys this week. We are chatting with our dearest friend, Lexi, over at Somebody Society. And if you are not familiar with Lexi and what she does over at Somebody Society, her whole podcast is about making friends and making it easy to make friends, especially when you move to a new city or you're navigating the world of adult friendships, which, as you guys know, is something that Chloe and I have been talking about on the podcast for quite a few months now, especially since moving to Nashville when we both encountered how difficult (laughs) it was to actually make friends as an adult. You need to work hard at it, actually, turns out. (laughs) Turns out, yes. College puts you on a commune with a bunch of people who are looking for the exact same things as you in terms of friendship, in terms of moving to a new city, a new place, maybe not having anybody that you know and then it spits you out into the real world where the closest person in age at your job might be 10 years older than you married with children and they don't want to go to the bar with you so and you're not just living right next door in a dorm building no you actually need to make the time um which you know Take some effort. So yeah, Lexi and what she does over at Somebody Society is Somebody Society plans events and it is supposed to bring people together. It is supposed to be a great way to make new friends. They do a new monthly event every every month. So, and they travel all over too. It started in Louisville, but they've done events in Cincinnati. She's working on bringing it to Nashville. Hint, hint, we might be involved. Yeah. We might be involved. Um, so yeah, we are just really excited to chat with her and to carry on this conversation. And we did kind of a two-parter. So Lexi is on our podcast and we were also on hers which got released yesterday today is Wednesday when you guys are listening to this hers came out yesterday I will have it linked in the show notes for you guys definitely go check it out and if I'm being biased I wholeheartedly remember because we recorded this quite a few months ago Lexi came and recorded in person with us yeah um what was I saying? Oh my God, I just completely blanked. I don't know where you were going with that. Um, just, I think you were trying to say that we had a great fun time. You were saying you were being biased. Oh, I think her episode is better. Like the one that we were on. Oh yeah. I think her episode with ours is better. So definitely go check hers out. We love Lexi. It was so much fun to record with her in person. Again, it was the first time we had ever recorded yeah. in person, which is insane considering we've almost been podcasting for two years, which by the way, this is our two year episode. Oh my gosh. I, CEO-ish was started on February 24th in 2021. Yes. And today will be the 22nd. So I'm counting it as this week. I guess we could do something fun next week if we wanted to. But I just wanted to acknowledge that we have officially done two years of CEO-ish very consistently, which is a big thing for both Chloe and I, because as you guys know, we both have ADHD and pick up hobbies and drop hobbies like a hot potato. So the yeah. fact that this is actually still going on is a big thing for us. Yeah, I think that it's great having a part I mean we talk about this all the time but just having a partner to hold ourselves accountable is very helpful and also this is just really fun yes getting feedback every week from everyone like I love it you know 
And if you guys notice a difference in audio quality with this one, because this episode was pre-recorded, I think it was in the very beginning of January, possibly yeah. December. It was quite some time ago. Um, we were still using Zencaster at that time. So right now, Chloe and I are recording our intro on our really fancy device. Yes. So the audio, you might hear some differences, but this will be one of the last Zencaster episodes you guys hear from us. Yeah, and you're going to notice a difference, so you're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> um, yeah. Before we get into that, though, we have quite a few fun updates. I was starting just with about to uh, say. some class pass bullshit. Oh my you gosh. Tell us about it, Taylor. Okay. <laughs> I do want to preface this by saying this does not discredit how much Chloe and I both love class pass. If yeah. you guys have listened to our past couple of episodes, you know that we have been promoting the hell out of class pass. It has been so fun to try different workout classes. I think it makes it very accessible, especially when you first sign on they have a lot of discounted classes that normally credits at least in Nashville I don't know what it's like in other cities are usually about five to six credits each but when you first sign on they're like two three yeah four it's it's awesome and Chloe even got a massage like it was no I didn't oh right I wanted to but I had to like upgrade my membership to do that so I didn't um I actually my membership expires tomorrow and I have like 30 credits left that are just gonna go to waste so that's kind of disappointing I was gonna spend them on a massage but I can't so rip to that I guess rip um but anyways I had a class pass snafu and I'm calling it a snafu (laughs) snafu. because I firmly do not believe that this was class pass's fault but I'm irritated with how the situation was handled on both ends. So I signed up for an 8 p.m. restorative yoga class at a place called Hot Yoga of East Nashville. And if you're wondering why I'm small name dropping a small business it is because I am just that irritated with how they handled this. I think it was just do better. I am a small business owner and just do better. So the studio syncs with ClassPass to share their schedule. And I showed up for my 8 p.m. yoga class and the building was locked. It was dark. It was not communicated to me that this class was not happening. And I drove 20 minutes to the opposite side of town, which again, at at the end of the day, isn't that much of an inconvenience. It is what it is. I'm woe is me, you know, but like driving in Nashville sucks. So it was street parking, like getting over there was just kind of a hassle. So I was visibly annoyed at this point. So I had contacted the yoga studio, which took over 12 hours to respond to me. And I was just kind of like, hey, I don't know what happened. And all the owner said to me was, we don't run classes at 8 p.m. Like that was literally all she said to me. There was no like, I'm sorry that there was a a miscommunication. Let me go check the class pass schedule. I don't know what happened. Like, I just wish I got more of an apology out of it because it was a huge inconvenience and she was super fucking rude. Yeah. Like the whole Instagram DM in interaction was just super fucking rude. Um, so then That's I can't very yogic of her. I know. Yogic, yogi, <laughs> yogi, I don't know. Whatever. We're inventing <laughs> words over here as we do. Um, but yeah, so then I contacted ClassPass because at this point, all I wanted, A, I got charged a no-show fee for this class because nobody was there to actually check you in. So then you, you yeah, that's ridiculous. as a no-show. They charged me a $9 fee. So then I, I messaged them. I was like, hey, can you remove this $9 fee off of my credit card? And also, like, I wouldn't mind if you guys gave me the credits back for this class considering it didn't happen. Yeah. And I could have taken another class with it, which actually I couldn't have because it was the day before I left for Texas, quite literally. So and then my class pass trial expired while I was in Texas. And so that was the first thing. And then they contacted me back and they were like, oh, yeah, no problem. We'll get this charge removed off your card. Spoiler alert. They never took the charge off of my card and I had to dispute it with the bank. It was super irritating. Um, But the second thing is 
I ended up canceling my ClassPass membership because it's like $80 a month. And truthfully, right now, um, the I lied. It's like $69 a month. But that, that level of ClassPass would only allow me to take one class a week if mm-hmm. the classes are like six credits. So I would realistically want to do a higher membership so I could at least do two to three classes a week. And I just straight up don't have the money to pay $200 for a gym membership at this time. Like, and I, at the end of the day, it's all in what you value, but I am saving for a trip to Europe right now. That's what we're valuing right now. (laughs) So spending $200 a month on exercise classes just is not in the cards for me. I can find a fitness app. I can find YouTube workouts at the end of the day. I am learning and this has always been my biggest thing and it's why I like workout classes is that I have a hard time with the self-motivation factor of going to the gym of working out. I can self-motivate myself in a lot of different aspects of my life but the working out because I generally don't find it to be fun. I have found fun workouts like bar and Pilates thanks to class pass but I generally have a hard time doing this but at the end of the day nobody is going to make me do it and if I want to do it and I want to take care of my physical health which I think is so important to do especially because it coincides with your mental health mm-hmm. I have to self-motivate it cannot be it, like I can't rely on you going to the gym with me or somebody else going to the gym with me because if you don't go or somebody else doesn't go I still need to self-motivate to yeah. go like you know so it's just one yeah. of those things but yeah so I canceled the membership while I was in Texas and I say this because I have a very distinct memory of going through the process of canceling my membership and then they didn't cancel my membership and I got charged 80 fucking dollars and I was so irritated so I had to dispute that with the bank too because I was I was just simply not paying that like I'm sorry I was just not (laughs) well yeah especially if you cancel it um but yeah I agree with you on like the self-motivating thing not only just getting to the gym and doing the workout but also I've realized like if I'm at the gym and I'm the only person in there like we have a small apartment gym if I'm the only person in there I'm fucking around and like slacking off and not pushing myself as hard as I should be whereas like if there's other people in there I'm not fucking around. I'm doing a good workout. And especially like if I'm in a class and we're all doing the same thing, I don't ever like to be the one person to go take a water break or like, I'm very motivated by the people around me. So that's what I really like about these classes is it makes me push myself harder than when I'm alone or just the only one doing the exercise that I'm doing yeah and I just generally find them to be more fun like at least for bar and Pilates you're moving the entire time yeah it's just and it's different type of movement like for me dance has always been fun stretching has always been fun I like the way I feel when I'm like pushing myself further Mm -hmm. I can't stand the feeling of just sprinting on a treadmill I I fucking hate that do not run on purpose if you see me running (laughs) it's because my life is in danger and that is about the only reason (laughs) I run (laughs) I hate cardio um but yeah I agree with you like dancing bar class um I did boxing with my sister last week and that yes you you took okay enough of me complaining about class pass I want to hear about some of these workout classes you took because Chloe took some really interesting classes yeah well the second one was not class pass but the first one was so the first one was boxing at title Uh, my sister and her boyfriend go all the time and so I signed up through class pass to do the same class as them and it was really fun the first like 10 minutes I was like wow this is like totally doable I got this I was doing way better than I thought I would so I was going like full out turns out I just like really love to punch things like I really love to punch things you know what I need to emphasize that we we (laughs) used to punch our brothers let's go I yeah I'm saying this like I'm surprised as if I didn't spend the first like 17 years of my life 
beating my siblings up and they beat me up too it was very mutual you know what mutually beating each other up if we were you, very physical as if children. you were an only child listening to this going how can siblings fight this is what siblings yeah do. no no we we showed no mercy oh yeah no yeah i used to quite li- my brother used to have like the fattest marshmallowy cheeks and i used to pinch the shit out of them oh my god like they, they were so easy to grab that was my first defense if he was coming yeah. at me you know you know the best thing which this is not me condoning hurting people but the best thing that i used to always do to my brothers because it's just so little flicking their earlobes oh absolutely it hurts so bad and it's just a little flick were you, you know? were your brothers ever into like the wwe fandom and were you ever a victim of them just like randomly testing out their moves on you or clotheslining yeah, no, you we for used no reason to, like growing up we would watch wwe together oh yeah no my brother would like out of yeah. nowhere he would clothesline me he would spear me he would oh run straight into me like i was like dude i'm just trying to go to the kitchen to get a snack oh my gosh did i ever tell you this story my brothers they must my brothers are my younger brothers are twins by the way um shout out john and luke john and luke about to uh, throw you under the bus here, Luke. You know what? Shout, not shout out to John who unfollowed Chloe on TikTok. Yeah, John, un- John unfollowed me on TikTok, which like, you know, I understand it, why. It's okay. My brother threatened to unfollow me last night after yeah. I said I was going to post my dating profiles all over the internet. He was like, yeah. bro, stop. I mean, I did make a post about my vibrators. So like, it's totally <laughs> justified. <laughs> I totally understand why he unfollowed me, but it still hurt my feelings a little bit. But anyway, um, back to the WWE. John and Luke must have been like 17 and they were, you know, fist fighting, you know, as they do. And Luke had John pinned down on the ground and there was just a skeleton key nearby. Don't ask me where this came from. Oh, I know the story. We have no doors in our house that need a skeleton key. But there was one just sitting on the counter for some reason. And he put it in John's mouth and John swallowed it because he was on his back. So, you know, if you don't know, that's really dangerous, obviously. That could easily cut up your esophagus on the way down. Yeah, so he had to go to the ER and everything was okay. But yeah, that that really sums up growing up in my household. (laughs) It's just no mercy. (laughs) Sibling sibling rivalries, they know. Yeah. You don't have to explain it to people. Especially the twins. I mean, they're identical in every aspect. So, you know, it's... They gotta gonna, show who's alpha. <laughs> and not even, not even that. Girls that have brothers, they just know. Well, and I say this: you, you have a different perspective than I do. D- how did you and your sister fight? Like, was there fist fighting between you guys? Like, oh yeah, okay. I was oh, gonna say mostly from me. Yeah, Olivia was very um like a cancer queen. She was a cancer queen. Um, a fellow cancer queen. Yeah. No, Olivia was very sneaky in her like. Um, oh, yeah. As a, as a certified cancer, we yeah. are manipulative as fuck. Yeah. And then I would just, I you would know, set my brother up. I was very reactive. So she would just, you know, be Antagonize. a little sneaky and then I would kick her ass. Oh, yeah. No. <laughs> the cancer strategy for siblings is poking the bear until the bear bites yeah. and then crying about the bear biting. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, and I was a very agitated bear. Let me tell you for the first half of my life and that's the power um, of depression baby yeah, that's the power of depression <laughs> anyway enough shit talking about my family this isn't even shit talking like i'm like saying like we beat the shit out of each other but i'm looking back fondly at these memories i'm looking like, back fondly at these memories oh <laughs> the key thing was a little over the top most of the time it was just um you know even <laughs> the first time my sister's boyfriend evan who shout out again we're just gonna shout you out at every episode evan, evan. is our number one <laughs> fan we love him the first time he ever came over to our house and met all of us siblings i think it was john and luke were fighting or no one of 
what was happening? Someone was fighting. Olivia got involved. And one of the boys just pulled her feet as she was sitting on the couch, pulled her off of the couch. She falls on her tailbone and she just stands up and like whacks him across the face. <laughs> you know, and Evan's like, Deserved. Uh, <laughs> It's like, I just met you guys. Honestly, I feel that he had no more perfect introduction to your yeah. family than that. It's just so funny because he has one sibling. He Throw has a little brother. And like, they've always just gotten along. And like, Evan listening to this podcast going, I don't fight with my siblings. No, he didn't fight with his siblings. I don't believe you, Evan. I don't believe that you and your brother did not fist fight WWE style. It is a righteous, grow- or Honestly, righteous. it is a right growing up with a brother. Yeah, it's, you know, got older siblings, younger siblings it's it's asses to be beat you know okay anyway, we are way off on. track <laughs> i want to hear about the trapeze class that you took with your sister okay yes so moving on from that um on saturday my sister and i did a trapeze class um that my mom got us like a group on for christmas and it was the coolest fucking thing it was nashville school of aerial arts and it was way easier than I was expecting. And we did way more like tricks than I was expecting. Honestly, I thought it was going to be like standing on the platform, jumping and grabbing the bar. I got and trying not to fall. The greatest photo of Chloe looking terrified. Oh, my God, guys, I'm so unphotogenic. I am turning this into 10,000 memes that will be posted on the so CEO-ish funny. podcast page. Like hold tight you guys yeah this is my favorite photo in existence they take pictures and videos of you while you're doing it and my sister looks so beautiful and graceful you know every now and then there's some of her not making the most beautiful face but for the most part like she's looking good every single picture of me I look like I'm about to like run into oncoming traffic like I look terrified granted I was but I I just look insane Um, But anyway, it was so much fun. We were doing like hanging from our knees, doing backflips, jumping down. Um, There was one part where when we were hanging from our knees, we then grabbed the hands of someone hanging from another trapeze and swing from that. I want you to look at your new contact picture in my phone. That is just awful. Just awful. (laughs) (laughs) Isn't it beautiful? I love it. I love it. Me using awful and beautiful (laughs) in the same sentence it's so beautiful it's awful I hate it um it's so funny no but like that was really cool I really um like I would do it again for sure and it wasn't as scary as I was thinking like I said I was terrified dude you got some gnarly bruises though oh I look like I got I look like I just got beat up by all three all four of my siblings at the same time (laughs) like the backs of my knees are bruised I have random rope burns everywhere um but totally worth it her arms were cut off it was so much fun Um, And there's other people there, too, that like have it wasn't their first time. So they were working on like some other really cool stuff. Like this one girl was um, doing like twist turns, jumping down and like just just so insane. And just something I never thought that I would try and just never really thought about, you know, joining a circus. But that might be my new (laughs) Chloe's next project. (laughs) My next project is I'm joining a circus. (laughs) It was so much fun. All right, um, should we get into your birthday? Yes. Well, um, birthday celebration. Yeah. We talked about my birthday last week, but like we didn't really like celebrate, celebrate it yet. We had we had events on Friday that we were waiting for. We booked a yeah. concert for Chloe's thing, which let's talk about that. Yeah. Cause. Okay. So first for dinner, we went to Il Forno, which I said wrong in the last episode. Yeah, we kept calling it El Inforno. It, it's Il That's Forno. That's not what it's called. It's it's Il Forno. Um, Look at us giving a Hispanic name to an Italian restaurant. <laughs> very on brand for me, if I'm being honest. <laughs> um, but 
pedestal pedestal listen don't come to me if you want things pronounced correctly okay that's not what i deliver if you know you know yeah anyway we'll get to the tiktok in a minute um but no il forno fucking delicious per usual and then we went to a candlelight mozart concert in the parthenon yeah okay i have some thoughts about this because as you guys know i went to one in paris which i know everybody's probably rolling their eyes and saying that's not even a comparable experience but i'm comparing musicians here the people that performed at this mozart candlelight concert would interrupt in the middle of the songs to like explain and give some history which i don't necessarily mind but it just felt disruptive to the piece of the music to me and it wasn't my favorite experience and that's all i'm gonna say about that i see what you mean i I didn't mind it i liked the little like history about it i just almost wish a that he would have concised his thoughts a little bit more he felt a little rambly or that there would have just been like a pamphlet of information that we could have followed along with a pamphlet would have been good yeah, I liked having, like, the information about it, I though. just feel like in the time that he wasted explaining all this information, I don't want to say wasted, in the time that he spent explaining all this information, we could have fit, like, five more songs in. And I didn't get to hear my favorite Mozart song because they only played the Requiem and well, I don't remember what the other one was, but... Yeah. I don't know. I really enjoyed it. I thought it was really cool. Would definitely um, do again. First doing- time being in the Parthenon, though... Which yeah, that was we really go cool. to the Centennial Park. If you guys aren't familiar with the Nashville area, Centennial Park houses the Parthenon, which is like a replica of the Parthenon in Greece. And it has Centennial Park, which is one of the best parks in Nashville. We go to walk around there all the time. It's beautiful. Um, this was the first time we had ever been into the museum part of the Acropolis, though. And I had always known that there was this very large, giant statue. Is it a sculpture? I don't know what you would mm-hmm. call this of Athena seeing it with your own eyes is freaking gorgeous it is like solid gold it is so pretty and i loved reading the history because they had a little um what do they call those plaques of information up at the front and it was just talking about like they hired a local nashville artist who was discovered in nashville she went to school in nashville like it was just really cool to see how the city had supported like somebody that was born and raised there and that she got to do such an incredible piece yeah if you guys haven't seen it definitely google it it's really cool it was really cool i I just thought it was very a very cool experience. It was a very classy night. You know what I'm going to throw some shade at? Huh? That candlelight experience is how you do a candlelight experience. Not what we went to with that yoga class where they had... Like, oh, yeah. That yoga class has um, <laughs> the forever ruined my, my candlelight yoga <laughs> opinion. I know. And I feel bad because I've been to those before and I've enjoyed a lot of them. I just really felt like that was us just laying on the floor. Yeah, I mean, it was restorative yoga. That's what that is. I have been to restorative yoga classes, though, that are more intense on stretching than like we would have pushed ourselves a lot harder in the stretching, but they still would have been like slow flow stretches and you would have held them longer. Like I just. Are you sure it wasn't just a slow flow class? Maybe I did a a candlelight slow flow class. I don't know, but. That could have been because restorative yoga literally is advanced napping. Like it, you're Mm. not supposed to be doing any muscle at all. I lived and I learned. I did yeah. not love and I did not laugh. I agree. Yeah, it wouldn't. I wouldn't do it again. It would be really good for like someone who's recovering from an injury or something or even people that like have a hard time um, winding down at the end of the night L- look or at, something. Look at our almost yoga instructor over here. Yes. Chloe, do you want to give us an update on your yoga classes that you... 
no, I'm going to fucking Europe. I haven't looked at that in weeks, months. <laughs> I know. I just, I love, I, I love it. I love your, the, the, that right there is the classic Aquarius getting yeah. three fourths of a way through a project and on to the next. Yeah. Um, yeah. I decided I'm going to Europe instead. So also I'm taking a small detour to go back to Il Forno for a second because I just want to shout out the not risotto. Oh my gosh. What was it called? Arancini. The arancini balls. I loved those. Those, those were some of so the good. best arancini balls I've had since I literally left Italy. Yeah. Il Forno, um, probably one of my favorite restaurants in Nashville. Yes, definitely a high yeah. recommendation. And by the way, we have been teasing this for a while, but we do have an episode coming out in the near future. It's probably going to be released sometime in April about all of our top recommendations of things to do, eat, drink in Nashville that aren't tourist recommended. Yeah. Because if you guys come here and you only go to Broadway, you're doing Nashville wrong. But we're also going to be doing it with everyone's fan favorite guest that we've ever brought on. She's one of our top, I'm not saying she's one of, she is our top two performing yeah. episodes. It's part one and two. Miss Rudy Berry, she will be back. Yes. She also knows the city a lot better than us. Yeah, she's, she's lived here, here longer. She's been here for a while. And also, she actually thinks of Nashville fondly. Like, we yeah. roast the shit out of the city all the time. Yeah, yeah. She actually really enjoys it here. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, a little bit of an update on our Europe trip because we're finally trying to put things in motion you guys there's a, there's been a couple of kinks in our uh, in our plans you guys we thought we had an airbnb booked we were so excited we had finally determined that we were going to start and base in madrid um the airbnb got rejected which i'm just going to complain about for a second because a i want to acknowledge that i do appreciate the host and her reasoning for why um she didn't want to accept our booking and it was because we had three people and we were a longer term stay we were going to be staying there for a month yeah. but my issue with that is then why does your listing perfectly filter for three people looking for a long-term stay and all of the top yeah. reviews are people that have stayed with you long term in groups of one to three people yeah. like it was just stupid reasoning to me and also if you're listening to this and thinking well maybe you have shitty airbnb reviews no your girl has a 4.9 star review rating yeah. on airbnb like i am a fantastic house guest i am a spotless house guest the airbnb hosts love me so this was not a i got rejected because i was with a party group that trashed a house she just didn't want to accept our booking because we were going to be there for a month yeah it was like what a queen bed and a pull-out couch and there's the three of us and so, she said, she was like, there's no AC, so it's just going to be like really hot in the apartment and we don't want you guys to have three people there. Yeah, we're like, there's no AC in that. Europe yeah. anywhere. Like, and like, we saw the listing. We know what we signed up for. Like, we no. it was just it, like, it, it was whatever. And, so, and just the way Europe is, that's kind of what our options are. Like, our best case scenarios are maybe a queen bed and a single bed. There really aren't options where we each get our own bed and we definitely aren't getting our own bedroom in our budget. I mean, if we want to pay a whole lot, we can. If I want to like, pay $4,000 a month, which I don't. Which so. I very much don't. But yeah, so that was the first issue. And then we started looking at flights. Oh my God. <laughs> I, I don't want to talk about flights right now. And also flights prices change depending on the day, the week, yeah. whatever. We could have just been looking on a bad day. But I'm going to put this out now. I have never paid over a thousand dollars for a plane ticket and I don't plan on starting so yeah so with that in mind we most likely are not starting in Madrid yeah um, our, our plan was either I think the last time we updated you guys was probably to start in Portugal 
yeah um now we're just thinking i eastern think europe. We're, we're thinking eastern europe we're gonna start the expensive most expensive peak season part of the trip yeah. in eastern europe where it's a little bit more affordable which um, makes sense anyway like i don't know why that wasn't the original plan yeah and um because we really like the way that we originally had it routed we were going to be the cheapest time of year to be traveling was going to be in the cheapest countries which like doesn't make sense we should have been in the and we should be in the cheaper countries during the most expensive time because if if we got to pay an extra ten dollars a night per person that is totally okay yeah and just even thinking about it too after our conversation that we had this morning where you and I were shooting the shit on like possibly starting over there and then kind of like looping up and around that actually ends up making the most sense so I'm excited to talk to Liana about that later and confirm our plan and also if you guys have any questions about this trip about planning something this big extensive like please ask we want to do episodes on this and we'll have more concrete info for you once we actually have bookings and things like that Um, but we're also genuinely trying to balance the safety of revealing all the locations we're gonna be at at the same time like I have no problem telling you guys oh we're gonna be bopping around Spain and Portugal for the first month or whatever that those are big countries you're gonna really have to hone in on our location (laughs) but I'm not gonna be telling you guys like hey we're staying at these crossroads or if you guys see us posting like we will have probably already left it's just a safety yeah we've already been having those conversations um I've seen way too many I mean people but mainly women um you know, be targeted online because they post their locations, which um, I just want to talk about. We're going to move on to TikTok anyway, but Tara's world on TikTok, homegirl has moved like four times because people keep showing up at her apartment. And every single time she moves, she posts about, here's my view out of my window. Here's the roads that are right by my apartment. Like, girl, please be careful. Guys, like, I love to post stupid shit on the internet, but be aware of what you're posting. Not everybody that sees your content is going to be nice. And, you know, most of the people have no reason to try to find you, but someone might. I'm also and it only takes one person. going to add this too. Use this as an opportunity to protect your mental health too. That girl drives me insane on the internet. I have her blocked. I haven't seen her videos in over a year. She oh drives me gosh. crazy. I have been blocking so many people on TikTok recently because like I was telling Taylor, I was like literally my entire content is men being abusive, children being abused, natural disasters, school shootings. Like it's negative post after negative post. And I was like, I was telling Taylor, I was like, I, I kind of want to delete my TikTok. But like, as you guys know, I like just have started actually posting on it and like trying to actually gain a following. So and I'm like, she's this having really fun with time. it too. You don't want to take yeah. away the funness of it. But yeah, Chloe and I had to have a nice little come to Jesus talk about her mental health on social media because I was like, dude, I block everyone that irritates me. Yeah. But I will say too, while I do block a lot of creators on TikTok, you will never see me participating in the creators I have blocked trend because that's just mean. Like I oh, think I would that's participate in that. I think that's mean. I'm not here to shit talk anybody online, but No, you, because the people that I've blocked it's for a reason. <laughs> cough Matt Nabby. <laughs> like um what's the girl's name? Stella? Is that the girl you told me about the personal trainer that she wanted? Yeah, she posted about wanting to fuck her married personal trainer. And then when people sent that to him and his wife, he dropped her as a client. And then she got on TikTok and was complaining about her followers doing that. Like, girl, have some morals. Um, Also, you know, love women making money off of, you know, OnlyFans and stuff and taking charge because, you know, Pornhub for 
too long has been exploiting women and children and, and children and posting videos of women literally being raped online and the women are begging them to take it down and they won't um so I, i'm gonna take this opportunity to say trigger warning you guys chloe's about to go on a rant yeah um sorry um so like i love that OnlyFans gives women that opportunity power back yeah it gives the power back to them however i think that the access to porn is a lot of the reason that men feel so entitled to sex oh and why i men- think the porn industry hits men way younger like yeah can they're I, 12 years old and they're wa- and they're watching porn of men hitting women during sex and calling them sluts and raping literally on Pornhub there are videos of teenagers and not even teenagers people passed out I would love to open this conversation what age did you first watch porn either have access to it I'm let's probably be probably 20 20- I, I was gonna say I need everybody listening to this podcast to be fucking for real right now if you are like gasping at me talking yeah. about this we've all done it don't lie we've all fucking done it yeah um to be honest like it's never really been for me it's literally been more so for like research for I me. think like, the first time I saw a porn video I was 13 or 14 and it was shown to me by a different kid in class yeah. there, there was some fucked up shit going on in Catholic school you guys like uh, wholeheartedly um but I know men that have wholeheartedly admitted to me that they started watching it when they were like eight or nine. Yeah. What? I didn't even know that existed. And I was watching like Blue's norm- Clues. Yeah, that's just like normal to them. And like, obviously, like boys start watching it so young and especially like the content of it. It's not two people engaging in healthy sex nine out of 10 times. It's the man being violent towards the woman and <laughs> degrading her and shit. And like, obviously, they're going to internalize that. Yeah. And feel entitled to women's bodies because it's just so readily available to them online. I think that like, I don't know, I I feel like I've really changed my opinion on porn because I used to feel like, oh, whatever. Like, I don't care if my boyfriend watches porn or whatever. Mine and Taylor's exes used to share a porn premium. Yeah, that's (laughs) (laughs) that's a thing. Um, But yeah, like I used to be like, whatever, I don't really care. But like, now I do like I I really think like if I were to ever be in a relationship again I would be like you cannot watch porn like it's so damaging do you ever notice that people that go through the, like this type of like sexual abuse we're gonna call it end up developing kinks towards that kind of stuff because it's the only love that they've ever actually yeah. been shown yeah that's sad and it's almost like their way of like taking the power back yeah for it um i'm gonna this deter- could be an entire episode i'm gonna topic. deter us off yeah. this conversation too because a this could be an entire episode and b like this is a podcast swap with lexi i don't yeah. necessarily know that she wants this tied to oh her yeah brand. i'm sorry I, I don't even i should have held off on that i'm sorry lexi <laughs> we if this gets released with this episode it is what it is and if it gets cut and you guys hear it in a different episode that we talk about later yeah. this could actually be a very interesting conversation yeah. so yeah. um our last and final update is I have fucking shadow banned on TikTok right now. <laughs> Chloe's upset. And I'm so upset because all of my content is pretty cringy. And I feel like there's been a few times where I'm like, this could get me in trouble. The video that got me in trouble is, I'm sure you guys have seen the trend where it's like the- It's my birthday. Yeah, the, where, you know, the girl lights a candle in her mouth and puts it in the cake and blows it out. It's very innocent. So I wanted to participate in that trend apparently i'm not allowed to um i will say this chloe tried the trend a couple of times and on her last take um the candle had been lit uh one too many times and the 
flame kind of blew up in her face and it like gave a little ignition you know it like she was totally fine yeah. not even like not an eyebrow the, the was flame singed. was three inches tall for 0.5 seconds and it just ended up being funny and out of all the takes she took i was literally like chloe just post this one like it's funny it's something different yeah. everybody else has a successful take like yours could be a blooper take tiktok flagged her for dangerous activity yeah. not once but twice yeah then i tried to post it again and then they removed that again. Not so. you sounding like my client who ignored a Facebook advertising warning and turned her ads yeah. back on and then got her whole account shut Listen, down. Um, I don't like rules. Anyway, so I have wow, two strikes on my Wow, the Aquarius doesn't now. like to fit in the box. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I, I forgot to say so I was talking about the trapeze. But so when I was there with my sister, she is like the biggest rule follower, always <laughs> has been. And Cancers. I'm not... So, you know, they have like very specific instructions at this point, And they're yelling out to you the whole time you're on the trapeze. Like, okay, knees up, let go, do this, let go, jump down, whatever. So at one point I was, when I was putting my knees over the bar, you were supposed to hold on and not let go yet. And I let go. And I kid you not, I was like four inches from smacking my face into the platform. Chloe's like, about to smack that. Yeah, like I almost knocked smack myself out. All on the floor. Um, and you would think it. that I would have learned my lesson at that point, but I didn't because that's just not how I am. So then again, <laughs> when we were doing it, they were like, okay, you like, we're going to tell you when to do the backflip down. I wasn't listening for that. I just did it whenever the hell I wanted, which was like, that was okay. But Chloe I was, like, this was is just literally complaining to me about how she had a safety harness on and how it was preventing her from doing what she wanted to do. And I was like, Chloe, you would have smacked your ass on that platform had you not had the harness. No, I, I, I arched my back out of the way. I arched my back. <laughs> my, ar- my back arched like a cat. I literally almost yeah. fucked that line up. <laughs> <laughs> I was uh, really going a lot of Del Rey in there. <laughs> Uh, which by the way have you heard a new song yet um i've heard previews of it on tiktok which means i'm definitely going to be sick of that one line of the song within a couple of weeks but okay we'll have to. well it's out now so you can give it a listen we'll have to personally I... a fan of every single thing that woman does so oh you she's know. beautiful love her voice is she a love scorpio i think she's a scorpio i don't know what she is i don't know say something while i look it up say something <laughs> <laughs> this is this is real-time podcasting you guys um i'm 99 sure she's a scorpio there's nothing else that fits that woman she is a cancer shut up okay i claim this i do claim her <laughs> that's hilarious um but yeah i think that's it for our updates is that lana del rey is a cancer and chloe does not follow rules and tiktok put her in timeout yeah we hope you guys enjoyed the podcast episode with lexi <laughs> though we'll see you guys next week Hello, hello, bitches, hoes, and CEOs, and welcome or welcome back to the CEO-ish podcast. If you're new here, we are sitting down with the one, the only Lexi of Somebody Society, and I'm going to stop you all right now and tell you to go check the show notes for the episode that we did with her. This is a podcast swap, and I'm going to say that her episode is kind of the precursor to this one, and we're just going to kind of continue our conversation on. So if you want more context, go there, but we are going to be talking about just like building a community, what it has done for us, adult friendships, all of that good stuff, having a very laid back, casual conversation. So yes, absolutely. Well, first of all, Lexi, why don't you tell us about the Somebody Society? Yes. Hi. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Part two, kind of. Um, hi guys. My name is Lexi. Um, I am the creator slash founder of the Somebody Society, which 
basically is a social club that we started in Louisville, Kentucky. Um, and it's basically a place to make friends um, and get out of your comfort zone. We host in-person events, like not Zoom, in-person events about once a month. And they are mostly themed. So we'll do like Halloween parties or like self-care events or movie nights or whatever. And um, it's just a great time to make new friends and meet new people. And especially if you're in a business and you want to kind of casually network and get some new clients, it's definitely a place for that too. And we are expanding and we have a lot of fun things coming up. So I really am finally glad that we're on the podcast together. And I know these are the queens of podcasting, but um, I've been off and on for podcasting. So I'm very determined to do a podcast very well in 2023. So thanks for the little. I laughed so hard (laughs) at the Queens of Podcasting comment because I'm just like, yeah, us with our technical difficulties every second or third episode we put out, we're like two years in and we're still apologizing to people. Like like this this disclaimer of the week is going to be, we are using Lexi's microphone, you guys. And I discovered that this one has a volume control range. I apologize if I'm screaming and everybody else is not. We just had to tell Taylor to back up from the mic <laughs> audio but yeah on that note Lexi is here live and in person for this Yay! episode this is our first in-person recording so we're super excited about that yeah yes I, we what we talked about a lot in Lexi's episode was just how we've all been able to build such fantastic online communities and it felt like this past year and even even more so continuing on into this year has been meeting all of those people in person and it's been so fun yeah It's been amazing. And yeah, like we said, we talked about it in um, my other episode, but it's just been so great to take away and um, from the Instagram DMs or TikTok comments or whatever, and finally meet people face to face. And I was, I posted a um, goals for 2023. And also in that um, episode, I posted a little bit about like what happened in 2022, since I ghosted on the podcast after um, one of our episode series or (laughs) podcast series, whatever. Um, And someone actually recognized me from Instagram that it wasn't at my event. It was at another networking event. Oh my God. That's so cool. And I was like, who me? And they were like, we're kind of nervous to come up to you and talk to you. And I'm like, me? Me? (laughs) What? Why me? Like I am the chillest person ever. Like I'm rambling your ears off now and you probably regret coming up and talking to me. But um, no, I was like very honored because I was talking to someone else and I thought I was like, okay, I'm going to step away. When they walked up, I thought they wanted to talk to that person. They're like, we want to talk to you. And like pointing to you, they're like, you're Lexi, right? With somebody society. I'm like, I'm sure my jaw just dropped. But it's so nice to meet people in person again and not having to do these Zoom. Call the paparazzi, my 15 minutes of fame right here. famous guy. (laughs) So was your intention when you started Somebody Society always to build community or did you kind of grow and evolve and change as the community came? Hmm. I I think it was always to build community. And there's a podcast episode. I don't know when I'll be releasing it, but um, there is the, um, when people ask how, how you got, how you got Somebody Society started, there's the like, nice clean version and then there's the kind of sad real truth version so when that one's out I'll definitely post about it but um it's always been about building community and making sure everyone's been included it originally started as a um group for everyone I've met um via dms or via um, markets or art shows or whatever um to get together and kind of like 
work at the same time to mm -hmm. kind of like be those accountability partners when it's like, oh, let's all get our computers and work together. And then it kind of grew into, well, I don't have a business, but I still want to hang out with you guys. And I was like, wait a second, this would be cool. Yeah. We add some themes in there. We like add some cocktails or some mocktails and then we go from there. So um, yeah, definitely community first. And then that's kind of grown in like, okay, how can we um, do in-person events. Okay, cool. Louisville's locked down. Oh, someone from Lexington reached out and wanted to grow it in Lexington. Well, great. Yeah. If you all happily grow it. And that was always the goal is to grow it, but I didn't know how. And then it's like, oh, well, someone's got to reach out and ask me because I don't know anybody in every, mm -hmm. or everyone in every city. So, but yeah, I think community first, definitely. And then everything's kind of just grown from there and just sharing ideas with people and taking people's suggestions and stuff has been a a big help too. I have been consistently amazed by how successful your events have been the past year. It seemed like every event you did just kept getting bigger and mm -hmm. bigger and bigger and there were more sponsors involved and I'm like, yeah. how the hell is she doing this? Girl, that's a great question. <laughs> <laughs> I um so we originally started um the Somebody Society officially November 2021 because that's when I started the Instagram, so I think that's mm -hmm. kind of when I counted it. Um cuz again, I started as just being people that I knew. The somebody society's a Scorpio. I love that. <laughs> oh, and no, guys, we talked all about the, the um, astrology signs. So we'll talk, listen to it in my podcast because I learned a lot about them. <laughs> they are twins. We really are. I have never met somebody that has so close of a birth chart to me. A lot of our planets are in the same. Yeah, we have, what? I don't even, I just confused myself. We have a lot of very similar. Our charts are very similar. We have a lot of planets in the same houses and we have, not the mind. same house. A lot of, a lot of planets in the same signs. Oh, thank you. That's the word I was looking for. <laughs> we also have a lot of very similar house placements though. Really? We both have our cancer son in the fourth house. That's rare. That's like, that's insane. Wow, guys, that wow. sounds I know. so interesting. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, um, talking about growing from the beginning. So originally, like I said, it was going to be um, just a group of friends, a group of people that I knew, and I was just kind of like personally inviting them to kind of hang out. Um, the, our first, I don't know if it's really an official event, but like the first event we had, not as a somebody society, was in October, and there was only four people there, myself included. And then the girl who owned the boutique was there because, you know, it was her boutique. Um, and everyone else canceled, like literally like at seven o'clock when it started, I was getting texts for like, oh, I can't make it. I can't make it. Or at 7.30, be like, oh, I kind of forgot about it. I'm like, well, it kind of makes me sad. But I respect anyway, the honesty. Yeah, like it was it was a little bit heartbroken because it's like I got all this food. Yeah, like, you're excited. We got like sponsors, people like sponsor drinks or food or whatever. And then um, – our first official event was in December for like a holiday party. And then it kind of grew from that and it stayed around about eight people. And then all of a sudden, don't know what happened. It was our wine tasting event in June. And then it hit like 22 people. And that's where it's kind of stayed at around 20 people. And then our birthday party um, in November, our first birthday party, we had like maybe 60 people, probably more. Cause I know it was in two separate rooms. There's a whole other story to that too. But so there's people I didn't even see probably didn't even mm -hmm. get to like get tickets to. So I'll tell you what happened. Consistency. Mm. People finally heard enough about the events. They're like, Oh, these continue to keep happening. Like I can, I keep hearing a lot about this. I keep seeing this around town. I'll check it out. Yeah. I like that. And I feel like 
a month or an event a month, that's pretty consistent, especially when we slowly get more people in. And that's very some... consistent. I, yeah, as definitely. a former event planner, do you guys know how much shit goes into that? Like yeah. there, there are a lot of wheels in motion, even with just something that you would consider a normal, simple luncheon. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's, um, it's kind of crazy because I've never been an event planner as a kid. I, I subconsciously wanted to be an event planner, but I didn't really know that it was called that. Uh-huh. I was like, I just want to like walk around with the clipboard and kind of like tell people and direct people what to do and things and wear these cute like boss power suits with the heels. <laughs> yes. Around. But, um, but now I wear sweatpants and sweatshirts. Um, not at the events guys. I'm cooler than that. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, it's been really, um, I don't want to say chaotic, but it's unknowingly how chaotic it's been. And I've just kind of been like doing it and people mm-hmm. are like, wait, you plan this event and it's just you. And I'm like, you know what? Now that I think about it, yeah, I'm really tired. <laughs> but um, it's been great so far and I love every second of it, but it's definitely growing faster than I can um, handle. So we're trying to get some new people on, growing new cities and things like that. So it's exciting. That's amazing. Sure. That's so exciting. Yeah. So what's your like, do you have a specific event that you've hosted that just really sticks out to you that you're Probably the birthday party. Yeah, that's what I'm... <laughs> I saw those Instagram yeah. stories. Oh. I was going to say, I saw those Instagram stories and I wanted to be at the birthday party. Yeah. <laughs> just just an event that you're like, you felt so, I don't know, either it was just really your vibe and you were really excited about planning it or you just are really proud of some aspect of it that you were able to pull together. I feel like a few of them stick out. Definitely the birthday party because that was one where a lot of people came. It was a lot, a lot of moving parts. There's a few things that happened way differently than I thought that I was not happy about, but it's all, you know, tucked away, never will mm-hmm. be told of. But um, <laughs> but there was a part in um, the event where we had musical acts. So um, a, a group was singing and then they kind of took a break as they were kind of changing out guitars or whatever. Again, I don't know anything with music or technical equipment. Um, and I just kind of like walked up and kind of was like, hey guys, thanks for coming. And I did a little speech and we had like the news there and they did a little like blurb on us too. And I was like, oh my gosh, like this is so cool. And um, for, I do somebody societies, my social club business. And then I also do event styling. So there's always parts where I'm like at the event, no matter if it's somebody society or Lane Studios event design, where it's like, I'm fine. It's probably like the event is like an hour from being over. And I'm like stepping back. I'm like, holy shit. Like I did this. Mm -hmm. Like I created this or I, partnered with all these people and people are having a great time. They're coming up to me saying, this is like the best thing. This is so needed. Like, I think that's great. Like our most recent event was our Lexington launch party for December. And we had like 25 people there. And I was so surprised because our first Louisville event, there was only eight. And um, everyone was like, oh my gosh, I love this. And I'm so glad you're in Lexington. And my friend wanted to come, but she's out of town and this person. So it's like, it's going to get bigger and all this stuff. So it's like, did I bite off more than I can chew? But I mean, that's a good problem to have. Yeah. So I would say those two events are kind of the biggest ones. And then um, maybe the wine tasting or the whiteout party. Um, those are the ones that a lot of people started recognizing like, oh my gosh, you have a bounce castle at your event. It's like, yeah, we actually did. So that's amazing. That <laughs> the Somebody Society bringing all of everyone's adult adventure is adventures and dreams to reality. Right? Yes. <laughs> it's so weird because like, what's that like TikTok audio? It's like, I never understood when adults had homes and money why they made it look so boring yeah 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 why 
why keep a boring why is everything beige exactly well yes exactly white everything yeah like the brown get some color in your life pick pick a single color i'm begging me who is wearing not a single color and will never wear a single color (laughs) um I will rebuttal that. Taylor has some emerald in her closet now. Happy to announce. Yay. <laughs> I love that color. But yeah. It's still a jewel tone. It's still neutral to me, you guys. <laughs> she just physically cringed when I mentioned her having color in her closet. She was like, you're exposing me, Chloe. <laughs> it's like, don't talk about me like that. <laughs> don't expose me. <laughs> I will say the So Many Societies palette is pretty neutral, but I think that's... Because I want everyone to be included, mm-hmm. I just kind of keep it as neutral. We do have a lot of greens, and we're bringing in some, like, oranges and tans and things. But um, at our events, they are nothing but, like, we're we're planning a Valentine's Day event in um, so Lexington. And it's going to be so colorful and so fun. And we're doing, like, all this little, like, cute photo op where it's, like, um, what is it? They have, like, this, like, clawfoot bathtub. So we're going to fill it with, like, little, like, ball pit balls and kind of take pictures with it. So, so cute. Like, that's going to be the color. But it gives us a reason to, like, dress up because I'm, like, I want a reason to not wear sweatpants and a sweatshirt every day or, like, work clothes when I used to, like, go into the office. So it's, like, I want a reason to wear that, like, really cool dress or that um, Velvet Outlaw custom clothing. Yes. Shout out Velvet Outlaw. Shout out Miranda. But... But yeah, it's just a reason to get out there and kind of like do something you wouldn't normally do because especially with the themed events, like people have been asking for like a Met Gala theme party and I'm oh like, my God. Be so I cool. want to do that so bad, but I'm like, oh my God, get it at an actual museum that you, they let you in after hours. Oh How fun That'd would be that amazing. be? See, the thing is, I feel like that would be something where they, it would be such a high um, rental fee that we wouldn't have a lot of people interested because they wouldn't want to pay the ticket price. So that's another thing that I've, I've learned to manage is like marry it with a cause. To, if you can get the yeah. uh, the museum on board with a cause that you can both mutually benefit beneficially donate to right. more people would be willing to probably pay a higher ticket knowing that it would be going to a good cause. Like yeah. I would easily pay $60 for an event ticket knowing it was going to a good charity and that yeah. I was going to get some good oh, food and drinks yeah. out of it. 100%. If we ever did a Met Gala, it would be like, okay, what's charity we're doing? Cause I would love to do like charity or fundraiser, or like silent auctions, all, wear, wear the ball gowns and make it look all fancy. Do like kind of like those gossip girl, um, fundraisers. I know that I love it. Very, oh my God. very much different than a real life fundraiser but you know we can yeah. so excited we're doing whatever we want we're wearing the cute clothes we're doing everything and that's we're making so adult ball pits i don't well yeah. i think that's so cool with the ball pits and the bounce house like you're really getting people in touch with their inner child and i yeah. feel like that just really brings people together yeah. and nurtures your community i love that and i think like it's funny when you say that because i know deep down like i'm doing what i wanted to do when i was eight years old mm-hmm. but somewhere along the way I got stuck into the mindset of you have to do something that's going to be like a substantial, sustainable job that's going to bring in the outcome. So that's why I was in the medical field. You have to make money. Yes. And now I'm like, you know what? If I just would have listened to myself when I was eight, I would have been doing this a long time ago. Yeah. But I'm also a firm believer of everything happens for a reason and I don't regret anything because if I didn't do what I did to get to where I am exactly today, I would not. I, the summer study would not exist. I, I tell myself, and I grew up in Alabama, so I feel like I would be like some, I would probably be a wife right now. I'd probably be a mom right now. I'd probably be like hating my life and just like running to preschool and everything like that. And like, I do want that. Not the preschool. You went real Alabama with that stereotype. <laughs> Well, well, not like a preschool teacher. Is that what you mean? No. Oh, gotcha. Well, <laughs> anyway, I just feel like 
because I always regret, like, because I was never in a sorority in high mm-hmm. in college, and I feel like that would have been something that would have fit my personality instead of doing what I did instead. But I'm like, no, I would have married a frat guy, and I wouldn't meet, have met. You like, are not well, suited for a Brad or a Chad, I promise oh, you. Oh, God, You're, and no. just how big Greek life is. In Alabama, my sister went to University of Alabama, yeah. and she didn't join a sorority. Yeah. And I know she had a really hard time yeah. making friends because everyone was so busy with their sorority. Yeah. It was – it's something that's like I – People, like, say what you want about sororities. I think they're super cool and they're super great. I just wasn't able to be part of one. But if you're not in one, then you can don't do what I did. And actually, there's other things for you to do, too, like student council or, like, religious clubs or, like, sports teams or, um, I was going to say ultimate frisbee, intramural, thank you, um, to my brain. (laughs) Ultimate frisbee. Yeah, that was an intramural club or something. (laughs) But, but yeah, I just don't ever, like, regret where you're – path led you because then you mm-hmm. wouldn't be at what you are now but you yeah. always change it you know yeah don't isolate yourself taylor and i are learning that lesson the hard way in nashville oh <laughs> uh, you guys isolating in nashville oh we did like the past yeah. two months i think we mentioned this on your podcast but yeah i think we both just got to a point where we were like well we're not loving it we're definitely not staying and we just kind of became apathetic like we stopped trying new restaurants yeah. we stopped trying to find things to do Aww. we just kind of stayed in it also got really cold and I think Nashville kind of went through almost like a three-week period where it was really dark especially when daylight savings first happened it was getting dark at like three thirty here oh, it was God. insane so we were just like miserable yeah so straight, straight up miserable. every year yeah it was just we mentioned this on your podcast too. We just need to be a lot more intentional with our time. And uh, I was even saying in our new year's episode too, that I've always been someone that I'm like, if we're not going to be friends five years from now or lifelong friends, I don't care to put effort into the friendship. Right. That's not a good way to live your life. No. I figured out because there's so many meaningful people that you can have in your life. Even if it's just one conversation, you know, like that can really be meaningful. And, or yeah. even if it's a short term friendship, somebody that you're really close with while you live here, maybe I won't be best friends with them when I leave. I need to put effort into yeah. into short term friendships as well. Yeah, I I absolutely love that because I um well now I'm super busy. So if anyone's out there listening that I haven't responded to your email or your text, I'm sorry. I still love you. I just am terribly busy and I'm always on my phone. So if I get a break where I don't have to be looking at my screen, I'm not. No, she doesn't. Have no, she doesn't. She's ignoring you. Get lost. <laughs> no, but it's um it's been so nice. That's why because on our on my podcast, we talked a lot about, about bringing the online community in person, and that's what we do a lot at our events. So it's been nice to, if you send me a question on Instagram, and then I see you at an event, I'm like, oh, yeah, like, we talked about this, or you've come up to me, and you're like, this is really great, and I absolutely love it. And we make that, like, mini connection, but kind of like what you said, Chloe, it's like, it's a split, kind of like a split second conversation. It's like, I, yeah. I want in that split second to know that it's like, I truly care about you and I want to be your friend but and I'm not ignoring your (laughs) DMs but it's just like how can we make these meaningful split second connections until I'm able to like fully dive it deeper and I feel like that's another great way for somebody's society to connect those people who are maybe a little bit shy Mm -hmm. off the top of their um conversational skills or whatever but um yeah it's it's been cool it's been great but also that's the one thing that is the worst part about the events, at least for me, because I can never talk to everybody. Yeah. It's in the beginning, I was just begging more people to come. So then I wasn't the one carrying the conversation with the the six other people that were there. Cause it's like, it's kind of awkward. And then I couldn't take pictures because it'd be like, act normal and act like you're talking. And I'm going to take a video so I can post it on social media. People know about us. And then people would be like, 
I don't know what to do. Yeah, <laughs> this but is then, so uncomfortable. <laughs> but then now when we have like 20 plus people at our events, it's like I can't talk to everybody and I'm making sure everything's okay with the venue and the swag bags and like drinks and whatever like else that needs to come. And then it's like I'm trying to hop from group to group or table to table and make sure everyone's okay. And then I feel bad because I'm like interrupting. I'm like, I'm going to slide in and yeah. conversation. <laughs> but how do you guys like here? You're having fun? I'm like, what's your name? And so it's like I try to do that to everybody. But then – I feel so bad when it's like I see people leaving. I'm like, I didn't get to talk to them, but there's so many people here. But I just don't want to be fake, you know? Well, as you grow, that's just going to – you're going to have more and more people. <laughs> yeah, I have time to talk. I think exactly. it's important for you to remember, too. People are coming for the events that you're putting on. Yes, they're coming for you, but their sole intention shouldn't be just to hang out with you all no, night. I do not want them to think that's what I meant at all. <laughs> <laughs> I want them to come for the experience, but there are those people who – are brave enough to come alone and I absolutely love that for them. And so I try to, when I meet them at the door, when I scan their ticket, I try to direct them like, this group is really cool or that girl came along. Maybe yeah. to her. So I try to mingle inner, like interact with people that way. But um, I do want them to know that's like, Hey, like I care about you. I am thankful that you're mm-hmm. here. But again, I, if you don't talk to me and you're still having a great time, that's great. You don't have to talk to me, but I don't want it to seem like, oh, I'm ignoring you or I'm just running the business and I don't care about the, Absolutely. the members, you know? Yeah. So You got to know your audience and the, the yeah. attendees. And Has growing your community helped you understand yourself better? Ooh, that's a good question. Um, I think it's made me realize that I'm more of a extrovert and I like meeting new people. Um, and I like to be able to give people what they're wanting or realizing it's like oh like someone's given the suggestion for a new event and I'm like wow this is actually really cool Mm -hmm. and I like like to learn more about people and what they like and um so I definitely feel like I've just grown into learning more about people and what they like and realizing that it's like I've been an introvert for how many years and now I'm not and so I like it way better yeah I feel like I've learned that that's funny also think on the introverted note too because Chloe tells me all the time she's like you have way more energy than I do I think it's all in how you spend your energy I think extroverted people have more energy to be able to have those surface level Mm -hmm. level conversations where introverted people like to go deep they want to know you on a personal level they don't want to talk about the weather (laughs) yeah well that too I mean so many extroverts they feel energized by conversation for me I feel like having our podcast I've I feel a similar shift to you where I've kind of forcing myself into being more of an extrovert but for me talking to a new person is exhausting like in general and it's something that like I need to work towards or today we're recording three episodes it's exhausting (laughs) but it's like for an extrovert they would feel fueled up and like ready to go out after this I feel like it is just kind of different different types of people I guess yeah for sure yeah I'm definitely extroverted at events which is great timing but then it's like I need a while to calm Mm -hmm. down but then when I get home and events normally end well they're normally two hours long people normally stay an hour later because it's like at a bar where they close at midnight or something so I'm like you are welcome to stay but you it's also like time to leave but you don't have any kind of deal um but then I so when I get home at like 10 or 10 30 or whatever I'm like I'm hyped up I'm ready to go like I'm gonna go (laughs) run around and my boyfriend's like it's dark outside you can't go run right now yeah and so um definitely I keep building the energy but it's I definitely I don't know I don't know if this sounds bad but I feel like I black out at events because I'm just like it's go mode yeah I'm going I'm talking to people I'm making sure everything happens because if I kind of like get into like my thought I'm just like oh are people getting annoyed with me like oh I'm maybe just gonna go stand in the corner like sit and talk Mm -hmm. or something like that so it's always like a 
a mix of emotion, like, okay, when am I going to turn it on or turn it off whenever people start to arrive, you know? Lexi blacking out at her events, me blacking out every time I hit post on the internet, copacetic. Blacking out on every interview that we have. (laughs) Copacetic. Well, and that's the thing, too. Like, I will definitely remember, like, points of the evening, so I'm not, like, blacking out in that forgetful way, but it's, like, I'm just going. I'm just, Mm -hmm. like, completely running. Same with the podcast. Like, when I record my podcast, too, and now I'm like, okay, I'm fucking out. I'm going. I'm just, like, going to do it. And then I'm going to be, like, driving to my sister's and be like, what are we talking about again? (laughs) Do you ever leave one of your events because you're just so overstimulated by how much interaction has happened that you just drive home in silence? Because when I used to work events, I used to do that. I'd be like, wow, I've had so much noise and people today that I need to just exist. It's not. (laughs) Huh. I I definitely will drive home because I have kind of like my light songs on Spotify, which is basically the songs I've chosen that I can just kind of like zone out in my head. So I no way, total yes. silence. Oh, I can't drive in total silence. Me that and the voices in my head. <laughs> well, I and I, I'm a big runner. Not recently. That's on me. Are you okay? No. <laughs> I I am a I run in silence with the thoughts in my head. I don't listen mm. to music. And some people are like, Taylor's looking at me right now. Like, are you fucking crazy? <laughs> you're worse for yourself. I'm not gonna lie to you. You lost me at going for a run. <laughs> well, no, I I've always been a runner without music. I don't know if it's because like on cross country they didn't really want you to listen to music. Um, like obviously because at the meets you can't you know listen to your iPod. But I've always been like alone with th- my thoughts. I think it's a great time to think. But then I'm also like shit, I don't have a pen and paper to write this yeah. down. But um, I do miss it. And I realize that whenever I do go running, it's a great, and I run in the morning, I'm an early riser too. So it's, it's nice to have that time. So I can kind of sort out my brain and be like, okay, this is what I have to get done today. These are all the thoughts that are kind of running in my head. Because like you guys, like running your own businesses, like when I wake up, instantly start thinking about business when I go to sleep like I fall asleep sleep about thinking about my email inbox <laughs> oh my gosh yes but, uh, but um back to your question I don't think I answered I well I don't drive in silence I listen to music but I don't think there's been a somebody society event that I've just been like kind of in shock like oh my gosh like I can't believe like this is it this is overwhelming mm-hmm. but the, one of the more recent event styling projects that we had, we worked, um, it was a big street fest in um, New Lou in Louisville, um, New Louisville, if you don't live in Louisville, New Lou. Um, and we worked with Angels Envy for a big, um, kind of like a photo backdrop mural. So if you don't know what Angels Envy is, it's a mm-hmm. urban. I was going to say, it's not a pay whiskey company. Yeah. And they have these really cool wings on the back of their bottles. And they were like, they wanted us to draw the wings or well, they, they wanted something fun and colorful to showcase the brand. I was like, well, why don't we do like kind of like those popular wings where people can stand uh-huh. in front of. And they also figured out that I do uh, textile like woven wall hangings whenever I have my free time. That's like my free time hobby um, as being an artist. And so they they asked me to weave on site because they wanted it to be more of an art fair rather than like a, hey, join us at the credit union. Here's a free stress ball kind of thing. Yeah. And so we were there at six o'clock in the morning setting up everything like that. And then it was, it ended at like seven or something. And it was maybe five o'clock and the sun was setting. And I kind of was like, oh my gosh, like I didn't even get to take a picture in front of our photo backdrop. And then I did. And I'm, I'm going to start crying now. Like I absolutely started sobbing because I was so like, 
overwhelmingly happy about like I'm doing this like we work with like a really big bourbon brand and my dad loves bourbon so I know it was like really great for him too and I was just weaving and doing the art that I love the most like with all these kids the kids would run up to me and I was like teaching them how to Mm -hmm. just work with their hands and play and I'm sure they forgot about it but it was just so fun I just like completely started sobbing I just like stepped away and just like ran into my dad's arms and was like thank you so much like for because he's been the one to like give me every opportunity and help me in every way possible so I've just been like he was like it hit me earlier and it's, it's yeah. hit me now. So <laughs> that's probably the one time I'm it's happened a few other times at like art events but not really somebody's society I feel like it's it hasn't really hit me yet mm-hmm. that it's like wow like 2023 you know it's gonna hit yeah also like to state that lexi is super understating herself when she says i'm just an artist like blah blah this girl woodworks she weaves she makes everything yeah i not to like hammer in on her chart too much but like I cannot believe this girl's not in Aquarius. It's, I cannot. I'm, I'm going to give it to her. With as many cancer placements as she has, a lot of people only ever hear that cancers are emotional and moody. We are very creative people, yeah. and we like to work with our hands, whether that be baking, weaving, like working on grass, work. etc. Yeah. Cancers like to work with their hands. Yeah, I definitely I I definitely twitch, and I didn't realize it's it's ADHD, right? Where people like they have to be moving. Yeah, me. Different, and I've never been like diagnosed and I'm, I'm sure I have some form of that and I don't need to mean to take it lightly to those who like have been diagnosed and know exactly what it is but I've been like called out like on the internet or in person being like oh like did you forget your medicine today and I'm like well, and that sounds like really mean but also like it's there's nothing wrong with that like I always have to be like fiddling with something that's why like I don't have anything to fiddle with so I'm like been using my me yeah. standing <laughs> while recording this podcast and shaking my leg right now I've been shaking my leg this entire episode we're all struggling over here apparently yes. well, I was at a conference once and they had these little like um squishy balls or something on the desk or on the table mm-hmm. so people could play with them yeah no one was using them I was just taking them off of every table I sat at I'm, like, I'm gonna play with them so I now have like six little like stress relief stress relief balls balls at my house I'm just like this is what I play with when I'm working because I have to like think and play and move my hand and if I have my claw clip out of my hair I'm playing with that Mm -hmm. so um but yeah, I'm super creative and I'm going to try to convince Chloe to do like a mural with me or something. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Not yeah, going to be that hard. Not, <laughs> not going to be that convinced. <laughs> you're you're going to come visit Louisville. We're going to do a big, I'm trying to make my own podcast studio now because I'm lucky enough to have a basement and it is a creepy basement, but I'm going to make it colorful. So it's not A mural like, will brighten it up for Yes, you. exactly. So we're going to do a Sunday Society themed mural in the basement. Oh my gosh. Extreme Makeover Dungeon Edition. Dungeon After edition. we're done recording, I'll need to show you the one that I painted in my parents' creepy basement yes oh my gosh I love that well and um there's another we we make a joke that um we're kind of all running in the same social media circle because like I met Taylor and Chloe through Mm -hmm. our friend Madison who I think met through Jen and and then Miranda knows us all and so like there's this whole little bubble right and so I um one totally forgot where I was going with that but there's a bubble in there somewhere (laughs) (laughs) anyway I, don't, I forgot what I was saying. There's a, We have a lot of close mutual friends. If mm-hmm. I remember it, I'll yeah. totally interject. <laughs> well, we have talked a lot about building community in this episode and something I really want to dive into with you because I think that you've done a really good job of cultivating a space for people to be able to do this, and that is making adult friendships. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's been um, really fun, and it's 
people don't realize how hard it is to make friends as an adult um, because in as a kid, you're in school, and so you're best friends with the kid next to you. Mm-hmm. And then in high school, you're either best friends with the person next to you or you've grown up with the same person or you're friends with whoever's on your same sporting team or every same social club. Um, and then in college, same thing if you're in a sorority, if you're in a band. Or college is a commune. I say that all the time. They throw a bunch of random-ass kids right. onto a plot of land and tell them all that you're getting your respective degrees. But again, they're all still looking for the exact same thing. Everyone's been displaced. Uh-huh. It's a new place. A lot uh-huh. of people are not coming in with a, a solid group of friends, so they're all looking to make those connections. Yeah. It's so much harder once you've graduated and thrown yourself out into the workforce and you're trying to make friends with people that you spend the most amount of time with, which hypothetically at that point would be your coworkers. Yeah. And you might be sitting next to Dan, age 65, who's getting ready <laughs> to retire and has three grandchildren. And how am I supposed to be friends with Dan? I'm yeah. 21. But you know everything about Dan, don't you? Oh, I do. (laughs) That's so funny. But, but yeah, it's like you said, like everyone's kind of just thrown in, like into the mix, make friends. And then once you're spit out in the adult world, you have a job, you're like, holy shit, what do I do? I have to have hobbies again. Like what? Yeah. yeah. And so it's like, how do you like, do you join a intramural soccer team or whatever? Like whenever people have like groups or softball leagues or whatever, and then pandemic hit. So it's like, you're definitely not meeting anybody. So it's just a, a place for people to like, hey, like you are invited. It's like not like a oh, like there's an event on Eventbrite, but you only have to be like into the music scene, or it's kind of like a bring your mom or your like mother daughter dance or something. Mm-hmm. Or something weird on Eventbrite, but um, but yeah, so it's kind of like out there. Somebody society events are out there for anyone to come and make friends. And man, people like they will come alone, and then they will come or they will leave. Wow. They'll come alone and then they'll leave like walking out with like a group of friends. And they'll all be talking, laughing, I'll see them exchanging numbers, and I'm mm-hmm. like, that. that I can end right now. I can quit somebody society right now knowing that I at least made one person have a friend. And when I do like advertising for it, it's just like making friends as an adult is hard. That's like the catchphrase. And then everyone's like, Yeah, it is hard. It is. <laughs> yeah, like, I used to like it, and that was like on a sign. And so like someone will walk by and then I see him kind of like take a few steps back and like, it is hard. And then look down and they grab the grab the pamphlet and be like you do this and then we'd have a whole conversation about that so it's like yeah it doesn't have to be hard you know yeah <laughs> I love that yeah, yeah. that's been nice all right Lexi you know we have to ask the proverbial CEO-ish podcast questions that we ask all of our guests oh. first of all what is your favorite self-care item under fifty dollars oh I don't know prices um well like I kind of said my favorite active self-care is running and kind of like being able to clear my mind so that's free but it is an action so maybe like my planet fitness account or like my membership for that just to be able to like work out because I know like once I work out I'm feeling so much better about my day and my life but I'm not really into the skincare kind of. Well, vibe, okay, here that's what you're uh, meeting. No, I see your self care all the time. Self care is different for everybody. I do it through beauty. Chloe does it through art. Yeah. you you do it through running. But then on that note, okay, do you have a fair, favorite pair of athletic wear? Do you have a favorite pair of headphones? Maybe a water bottle that's unique. Um, no, 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 no. All right. <laughs> um, I I don't know. Like, I still need cute athletic clothes. Like, I just get like. Everything from Target. I mean, that's cute. Um, my don't be hating on Target. No, okay? I'm not, I'm not, no, 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 Target. We love you. I love you. I'm not hating. I just don't get like Athletica or like 
Lululemon. Like mm-hmm. I would love to have that, but your girl doesn't have that much money. So I don't, <laughs> don't have yeah. that much stuff, but um, no, nothing that really sticks out in my mind. I'm very like, I'm just gonna, I need running shoes. I have Brooks, I think. And okay. I'm just gonna go from that. Perfect. But yes, art is something that it's like, if I can use my hands, by moving my feet or moving my hands, I can zone out a little bit. So that's good. You know, you do a lot of art, different art segments. What's your favorite medium to work with? Uh, definitely fabric, the textile art. You are a textile yeah. person. Okay. Oh, awesome. Yeah. Anything like kind of like 3D that I can feel and it feels like it's like I'm making something from nothing. I've been recently been making my own canvases and now the framing is probably not that great because my dad hasn't. I mean, my dad doesn't make it for me and he's like that expert woodworker, but I, I mean, I make it, they're not going to fall apart or anything, but, um, textiles definitely. And then maybe like wood or something would, would go after that. So That's cool. Okay. I've been wanting to get into woodworking. Oh yeah. So cool. We'll have to give you a little tutorial. I, I mean, know. I mean, I mean, yeah. me, I mean, my dad. I gotta come over, paint a mural, learn some woodwork. Yes. We, we have a friend named Kat who is super into woodworking and she used to work in a wood shop all throughout mm-hmm. college. I think she'd be a good person to learn from too. Oh yeah. She actually made those mug holders over there. She did. Oh, nice. She did. <laughs> yeah. My, um, my dad, he made a bunch of stuff for my, or our apartment in Auburn, me and my sister's apartment in Auburn. And then my sister took a lot of that stuff when she, cause she moved out first. So she was just like, are you going to use this? To, can I, I need it now. I'm like, mm-hmm. well, I'm living with mom and dad. I don't need it. But, um, so dad and I always make things together. And then when I moved into my apartment now, um, well, my boyfriend commissioned quote unquote, uh, record player holder so oh, it has cool. like his records all displayed and Ooh. then like uh, that place to put all the speakers in the machine or whatever on and then i wanted a special um like a custom size entryway table and so i made that i'll try to send you guys some pictures because it's pretty please cool. and yeah then, please um, do. our headboard and our side tables and then um I know there's some other stuff that we've made and then I'll make something and I'm like, I did it without you, dad. I mean, you taught me <laughs> so much, but it's nice to be able to, to do it myself. And mm. so we did a, um, a commission for a local photographer in Louisville who's doing a um, wedding show and she needed something to display her um, stuff on. Cause we also do like booth displays for markets and things mm-hmm. like that. Cool. So. She does it all. Yeah. Uh, yeah. She is a Way jack of all much. trades. Yeah. That's why I'm trying to 2023. I want to get a lot of, help <laughs> so I've been interviewing people and I've been having meetings and things the word for 2023 right. is outsource <laughs> I thought you were gonna say is help I was like okay that's a way to go <laughs> no outsource <laughs> me help me all right before we let you go do you have any CEO-ish advice for our audience could be something about business yeah. could be something about life it could CEO-ish you know I don't know if this counts as CEO-ish because I would just say um a few things. I would just go for it. Like if there's something you've been wanting to do, like the only person that's hold two two things. The only person that's holding you back is yourself. And the only person you have to spend the rest of your life with is yourself. So you need to make yourself happy first before you find that in somebody else. Um, so yeah, just there's no reason to be holding yourself back uh, other than the reasons you're making up inside your head. So if there's something you've wanted to go for, you go for it. And I feel like I've been really lucky to know that from a young age so I can live the life that I want now because things have been, so, I mean, a lot harder, but a lot better when I've been able to, you know, 
live my dreams like what I wanted to do when I was eight but yeah. just doing it for myself and not for anybody else oh so gosh. definitely just go for it for sure I love to see you just living out your childhood dreams that's just amazing <laughs> I just I never realized that no one day and I was like I wanted to do this when I was eight yeah but really I should just listen to my like what I, what do I want to be when I grow up my eight-year-old self basically amazing you know it's so funny to me because I feel like a lot of adults eventually end up tapping back into that like everything I wanted to do what I I knew from the start but it's those outside forces and voices and things that happen to you growing up that make you feel like you can't do it yeah and it's so funny because those people who tell you that you can't nine times out of ten they're people that you wouldn't take um advice some well, advice from, so why are you taking criticism from? Um, And then those people who are in tough family situations where family members don't quite support you, like either you keep going and you show them that, hey, like I can do this and then they will because they're just scared for you and they they just want you to be successful or if they they never like amount to that, like I'm proud of you, son, or whatever the phrase is, um, then maybe you just now kind of need to distance yourself because just because they're family doesn't mean they're always going to support you, which is a sad note. Let's talk about something. Else. I was going to say <laughs> the best piece of advice I ever received when it came to running a business is do not take advice or ask advice from anybody whose life you don't want to have. Hmm. Like that because I mean, and even so, if they're not in your industry, if they're not doing what you want to do, if they're not aspiring for the things you want to aspire for, why are you asking them? Why are you taking their opinion into account? They're not trying to accomplish the same things, and that's fine, everybody's on their own path, but you don't need to let it derail you, right? Um, speaking of inspirational quotes, there's one, and I'm gonna try to think of it because it's getting jumbled in my head. Um, but you know how you like grow up with someone and then you start like living your best life and they're like not really beside you for it. And you're like, where did you go? Like we were best friends. And it's like a lot of people say that, um, why those people have left it's they see that you guys started at the same start line, but you're not really finish lines, but your points where you're at now are completely different. And then internally they're upset with themselves because you started the same place, but your lives are completely different. And so one, they kind of have to realize that you can't let that hold you back. So that's another thing where I mm-hmm. had to learn a lot when it's like people that I, I mean, I don't really associate with anyone from high school anymore just because like I live so far away and a lot of people from my high school, it's, well, I live in small town, Alabama. They stayed in small town, Alabama. Mm-hmm. And so they're still friends with everybody, but they also grew up in small town. Alabama. Yeah. So they like went to kindergarten together and their grandparents knew each other and everything like that. And I fit, but I didn't quite, like, the puzzle piece wasn't quite there, which is fine, and I, like, they're living their best lives, like, via social media, that way I can see, but that's just not my, my, yeah. so that's a I do not mean to offend anybody when I say this, but that dynamic right there is my worst nightmare. Oh, 100%. <laughs> I, when I moved to Alabama, I feel like I got severely, well, I was going to say severely depressed, but I feel like I had my cross country crew, which I absolutely love them. Like cross country was my life. Like I completely lived for it. But when I stopped that and then moved to Auburn, it's like, I couldn't quite figure it out, but everyone, well, anyone I hung out with was there for their MRS degree. And if you don't know what that means, listeners, <laughs> that's um, basically to go to college, to find a boyfriend and get married, like ring by spring kind of thing. And that really wasn't my thing. I was like, they're the most expensive ring you know, right? <laughs> There's something else out there. And if, and if that's you, like 100%, like you, you do you, but like for a lot of people, and especially if you're listening to the CEO's podcast, like 
more than likely you that's not really your yeah. vibe or at least if that was your vibe it's not now or you just kind of want to like grow from that so um yeah definitely if you don't feel comfortable somewhere uh leave yeah, yeah. you know so, and find people who are on the same path as you like I was even talking to Taylor about this the other day so I have a friend from high school she is a wife and a mother now and we are on very different life paths but we've we grew up together and we're like best friends and for us it's like right now we're not on the same path yeah yet we're still so close because we're basically like family whereas I have other friends from high school who are also not on the same path and no like judgment at all for them it's just a different path but it's because we don't have that to relate to yeah and we don't have the foundation of like oh we're basically like family where it's we just naturally drift apart yeah and that's what we kind of talked about on the episode we recorded for the somebody society podcast is um all those internet friends that you found on social media because mm-hmm. nine times out of ten like we're all business owners we run in the business owner instagram kind of deal and then we're supporting each other from afar because we, a lot of people around us physically don't have the same like aspirations, especially when I lived in small town Alabama. Like I couldn't tell you if anyone, well, one girl from my high school was on Love Island. So I guess she's like, (laughs) (laughs) she was like kind of in, well, she, I I think she has like a nail or lash business or something. We were not friends in high school. Like you, I mean, I never had anything bad to say about it. We just like, just never connected. Yeah. We weren't, we were in different grades, so we didn't know, but, um, but yeah, so that's why a lot of people on the internet are so much more friendly because they're like, I'm connecting with you because I can see myself in you even though we're farther apart. So I feel like with the case with you and your friend, like that's still really great that it's like you were physically together. Now you're you're not physically together, but you're and you're not like I don't want to say like emotionally together because that sounds like you guys are like in a relationship. <laughs> but um, you know what I mean? Like you guys are still supportive of yeah. each other, and that. I feel like that's so rare. Mm-hmm. I so think rare. It, it's good to be able to acknowledge when you're just on different life paths and still can acknowledge like we're, we're still friends, but you also, there's not the need for the constant communication because yeah. you just know like we're busy. There's no connection that matters. Those are all my friends. I was going to say, that's like the people other, other than Taylor, the people that I consider my best friends, I talk to very infrequently, yeah. but every single time that I see them, it's as if I saw them yesterday. Oh, 100%. That's me too. All right, Lexi, thank you so much for your time today for this amazing podcast swap. Again, you guys, Lexi's episode will be linked in the show notes. We were over on her podcast as well. Please go check it out. It's a fantastic podcast episode and podcast in general. Go check out their community. We love them over there. Well, thank you guys for having me. Um, And if you guys are interested in finding out more about Somebody Society, it's just the Somebody Society on Instagram and TikTok, and we have a website as well. All the same thing, the Somebody Society. Um, and yeah, ask me any questions. Um, if you want us to come to your city and start hosting events there, please let me know because we are actively looking for new places in 2023. If you're in Nashville, hopefully Nashville, but we for sure are in um, Louisville, Lexington, and are so close to having our first event in Cincinnati. It's going to be great. Um, thanks for having me. So exciting. All right, CEOs, that is it for today's episode. We hope you guys enjoyed it. And as always, you can find all of our episode and guest information in the show notes, as well as on our website, www.coishpodcast.com, spelled like our name without the dash. Thank you all so much for supporting our show. And for more CEOish, be sure to give us a follow over on Instagram at CEOish Podcast.
And be sure to follow us on our personals at Chloe Elizabeth Creative and at Tay Graham Biz. Be sure you're subscribed to CEO-ish wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you really love the show, be sure to give us a five-star review, whether that be on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, wherever you listen to your podcasts. It really does help us out and we read every single one. We love you guys so much and thank you for tuning in to CEO-ish. We'll see you CEOs in the next episode. Bye.